Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Pure Finesse Podcast with yourself, Jacob Murchison, and Malcolm Govius, who happen to be the head honchos of the Pure Finesse Sports Podcast family. Malcolm, yes, time Wednesday, there will be a game of what we like to call the unofficial national sport of Canada for consecutive nights that will span... 162 days. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you kidding? I've been waiting for this moment ever since Tampa Bay lifted the cup last summer. I've been waiting for redemption for the Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators. So I've been looking forward for this moment for a long time. And hopefully it goes much more smoothly than the NBA is going right now. Well, you know what? I think that the North Division, I, I knock on wood, but maybe won't have as much problems as the hotspots right now in the United States of America. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping just to see some good hockey. You know, if I really don't care if the Leafs, obviously I would love it if the Leafs won the Stanley Cup, but if I just see 56 games of Leafs hockey for until in its entirety, I will be very happy to tell you the truth. Exactly. But yeah. With that being said, who is the team that you're looking most forward to seeing in the upcoming season? Well, obviously, I'm going to go with my Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I'm happy to see them to start every year, and for a few reasons this year, too. Um, so we know last year, they barely got in into that play-in with their 12th ranked in the East, getting in the play-in and coming out and beating Pittsburgh Penguins, which a lot of people didn't believe, but I believe them. Don't you worry. I'm a firm believer in this team. But they had some new acquisitions this offseason. They got Tyler Toffoli, who played for the Ottawa 67s, played for the LA Kings, played for the Vancouver Canucks, if I'm correct. Correct, yes. You're yeah. Right. Um, so I, And he's a good goal scorer, 24 goals last year, 44 points in total. So I like him coming into the team. Obviously, I got my Gallagher jersey here that I got for Christmas. Brendan Gallagher is just a guy that any team wants to have. So I'm excited to see him play. Then, obviously, we have some some breakout players that might play, like Nick Suzuki and Cotton Yemi might break out this year. Um, we have Thomas Tatar, Josh Anderson in offseason. But what I'm really most excited about is that Carey Price will be able to rest a lot Last this good season. season from Carey Price. Mark my words. Yeah. It, it might be. Yes, it could be. We don't know. He's 33, though. Uh, he's going to be able to rest this year. He may get back to his MVP self because they have Jake Allen there to back him up. No, it's not Lindgren and it's not whoever else is there. They got Jake Allen, who's a good backup goalie. Carey Price can rest. I'm excited to see um, them play this year. How about yourself? You know who happens to be the favorite, though, in the North Division? I don't know, like the betting favorite. Do you know? Who, who is that? You, happens to you be the boys me? in blue, the Buds, the Toronto make me, make, Maple Leafs. Sorry, not make me laughs. For obvious reasons, you know, make really, really good free agent acquisitions with Jumbo, Joe Thornton, Wayne, the train, Simmons, Zach Bogosian, the best third overall pick in NHL history, Zach Bogosian, and TJ Brody being the biggest of the acquisitions that they got this fall, because I guess it wasn't July 1st as a regular free agency would happen. But Austin Matthews was robbed of Rick Vives' goal-scoring record for the Leafs. That's why, if you have only... You saw me with a nice little Matthews mustache until there was nice some games. The bubble was back in its full effect. So you saw me with that Matthews mustache. Still think you should have had it, but he'll score 30 goals this year in the 56-game schedule. No questions about it. 
Mitch Marner, you know, he's showing off the flow ski the last couple of days. You know, he's trying to fit that medium sized helmet with the, the flow ski. So, <laughs> M. Matthews and Jumbo is going to be a line to be watched. To, it's going to be a formidable line because, you know, the first game is against the Habitants. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe that line will combine for 10, 11 points for uh, the first game. The first game, you're kidding me right now with Carey Price in there. But even the second line, the second line could be a first line anywhere else in the league. If you talk about Johnny Toronto, Willie Nylander, and the Soupy Mikheyev or Zach Hyman, depending on who they want in there. But it's it's a very, very formidable team. And there is no if ands, or buts why this team is the betting favorite in the to come out of the North Division. But yeah, I, I agree. Pe- but I, I just want to say to the point, I think Matthews will be up there um contending for either he'll be like one or two in the rocket richard race this year obviously what he did last season was pretty impressive i think he'll be able to re- not obviously can't get that many goals in 56 games but who knows anything can happen but i think he'll be up there with ovechkin for that rocket richard race this year right um to start off the year there's been a lot of debate on who is the best player in the league whether it's nathan mckinnon austin matthews Connor mcdavid leon dreisaitl or artemi Panarin. Honestly, like I think there is no if ands or buts. The Conor McDavid is the most gifted player in the NHL, and to hear his name not being mentioned yeah. as the best player in the league, isn't that a little bit disrespectful? I think it is, but at the same time, there's like you said, there's a lot of players in that mix, and the one that I would really compare McDavid to the most right now, being the best player in the world, would be Nathan McKinnon, and I think maybe him and McDavid should be one and two. I think they are ranked number one and two in the NHL, but the fact that McDavid isn't unanimous isn't a big surprise to me because uh, it's really hard to become that you know, unanimous best player in the league at, or in the world at whatever sport you play. So I don't think he should be that hurt that he isn't the unanimous. unanimous uh, it's very player. funny because Nathan McKinnon's making eight-some million dollars and McDavid's making 13. It's yeah. really, really <laughs> skewed on when people sign their contracts. But, yeah, to have a $5 million wage gap in between the one and two best player in the world, I don't think you ever see that ever in any no, sport because it's really, no. really crazy, unless he's a rookie, obviously. But, yeah, like McDavid yeah. hasn't had as much of a playoff success as a McKinnon would. Or, well, I guess yeah. you can't say Matthews either. It's kind of sus. But, yeah, but Panarin. <laughs> so, really, McKinnon, the top five best players of the world, McKinnon has got the playoff success on his resume. And exactly. Honestly, like he should be coming out. Like he's again, he's no arguably he's he's, up, he's a top five player in the league. And he's got better player unless McDavid and Drysdale play together. But McKinnon's got like one of the best lines in hockey with McKinnon, Rant, yeah. and Landeskog. So I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's but bro- broken. But a huge <laughs> free agent acquisition for a team in the East Division is the Buffalo Sabers picking up Taylor Hall for a one year, eight million dollar extension. Which you heard first on the Pure Finesse Instagram. I'll have you know. So yeah, Hall and Jack, they finally get somebody for Jack Eichel to play. I saw something today that they're kind of ruining, like Jack Eichel's picture is just getting, oh yeah, progressively and progressively getting to Marv from Home Alone. Yeah, they're taking his soul away in Buffalo because he's just, it's he's such a great talent. It's like a Deshaun Watson situation. They're just wasting his career right, career away right now. But with the acquisition of Taylor Hall, I think that's perfect. That's beautiful for Eichel. Hopefully, they can just rack up some goals together, and Buffalo should be contending for one of those oh. top like three. Not, not not number one, but one of those top four like four three spots. That East division East is so stacked. I know so it's stacked. nasty. And yeah. Buffalo, like it, it's, I feel so bad for Sabres fans because honestly, 
it's better to go watch a Sabres game than it is a Leafs game without the corporate sellouts that there are in Toronto. So, like, it's a real game to go. And I, I'm a Leafs fan, so I can say that because Buffalo is an experience to go watch a game. It there. was a good game. I remember we I was going to say, but they put the game. national anthem, so come on. <laughs> but we've already mentioned this. No division is going to be the one one time only thing for the NHL. I think this is the is this this not the best thing to happen to the NHL in a long, long time. Obviously, it's a kind of a blessing in disguise. You get to see the Canadian players, uh, Canadian teams go up against each other. Every Canadian's losing their mind right now watching. You're going to be playing your rivals 10 times a year right now. So this is going to be some exciting hockey to watch for sure. And some maybe a bit of brawls throughout the season because of say, how much you're going to see. Subban Miles Wood getting into it in the practice. <laughs> oh, they did. I didn't see that. Yeah, they got they into did. the fight. But oh, the, with this four division format that they're having, it, we're going to have a guaranteed Canadian team in the semifinal. So, I mean, man, I love that. we might break the 27 year Canadian team Stanley Cup drought at once, mm-hmm. finally. But who <laughs> next on is what team or teams do you think will regress this season? Regress. Now, you're putting me on the spot here. I have to go think about this. When you think One about team it, that I kind of. I got okay, a couple of questions in my mind. One yeah. was the Boston Bruins. I just think that yeah, I agree with you. Really old, and they're like there's really nothing special. Oh, I shouldn't say nothing special because a lot of those veterans could be sure fire Hall of Famers, but there really isn't like a vibrance if you, if you want to say that. Like there's really no clear cut yeah. number one player. Obviously, Brad Marchand is doing Brad Marchand things with a little bit less off the antic side of it, but there's a lot of aging players and there's really not a whole lot of youth to go with them right because you see all these teams now are going super young with the average age being like 24 25 years old and I, i'm still have the numbers in front of me but i'm sure boston is the oldest team in the league because and they yeah, lost I, they, they lost the heart and soul of that team zaneo char for 14 years being with the boston bruins franchise so really the best defenseman on that team is charlie mcavoy and i couldn't name you another one besides brandon carlo so their their back line is terrible. Isn't, yeah, Carlo. Uh, yeah, Tuka they're Rask, not really good yet. I, Tuka Rask didn't play in the bubble, so I don't know where his his head is going to be at to start off the season. So it's just a well, lot of. He didn't play in the bubble though. Did you see why he didn't leave the he why he left the bubble though? Well, it was because kids, right? his yeah one of his kids had like a medical condition. It's like like what am I going to do? Going to play here or go see my kid? Obviously, he's struggling. So I respect for him for leaving well, that. Yeah. Like you said, but I mean, like he was contemplating retirement. When this was all yeah, happening, I, know, so, I mean, yeah. I don't know if his head is in mid-season form for a sense. And like David Krejci's no spring chicken, Bergeron is no spring chicken, Marchand's almost pushing thirty, and really, there's That's no depth. Like, there's no other like besides those three. Pasternak's not starting off the season; he's hurt. Yeah, like Jake DeBrusque. and that yeah, right. So I mean, like, <laughs> who do you have? And they were one of the yeah. best teams in the league last year. Yeah, and they have been for quite some time. They're making deep playoff runs year after year. I don't. I think we're going to see an end to that this year, honestly. I totally agree with you. Um, keep going, yeah. And one more would be the Washington Capitals. I just have the sixth uh, sense yeah. that I don't think they're going to be yeah. doing what they would like to be doing. Again, within the stacked East Division, they don't have their star goal, if you want to call them a star goalie, but they lost Braden Holpe to yeah. go to Vancouver. And Henrik Lundqvist is having the open-heart surgery, so he won't be on the bench this year. So they're lying, relying on the young Russian Ilya Samsonov to be between the pipes for them. And, you know, he was real shaky last year at points that I, some of the games I've seen. So that is going to be a question that they have to answer. And Kuznetsov is a good young center, but other than that, I couldn't name another center on the Russian capitals roster. Uh, TJ Oshie's in his thirties. Ovi, I mean, he's going to get 
35 goals, I'm sure. But just there's really they don't have a whole lot of again depth defensively. John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, that's about it. So I don't think they make the playoffs either. I was I was totally gonna agree with you. I was gonna agree. Um, one pick with mine was gonna be the Washington Capitals because their signings and they on Chara. You're signing a 43 year old guy on your team. Why why do you want to get any older right now? Like just like the Bruins, why do you want to get older? Everyone's young. Um, but another team that I think that will shockingly uh, surprise people oh, that they won't do as well is the Dallas is the Dallas Stars. No, the Dallas Stars. I'm not gonna say the Leafs. Not um, everyone knows that already. Uh, the Dallas Stars. I just think they they lost a few players this year they do have a bunch of young guys like Gurionov, Klingberg, Heiskin and those guys coming up but I don't think they're going to be able to make that push like they did last year going all the way to the Stanley Cup final I know I think Colorado oh, they should have won against them in the, the Western Conference final but I think with their division they have who with the Colorado Avalanche uh, the St. Louis Blues the National Predators Winnipeg Jets the Wild the Coyotes and Blackhawks I think there's four other teams that are better than them right now uh, in that division being the Jets Blues, uh, Preds, and Avalanche, in my belief, I believe that those teams will perform better than Dallas this year. So I don't see them making the playoffs. And a lot of players aren't playing to start off the year, right? Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan are all, both had off <laughs> surgeries. And no Ben Bishop, yeah. who, which they had them play yeah. throughout the whole season, right? So they're going to lie on, I'm not going home, Anton Kudova. <laughs> and they're, in, they're kind exactly. of in the COVID hell right now. So they're not starting their season until next exactly. week. So they're going to be a lot of back-to-backs. Yeah, a lot of back-to-backs. Yeah. Yeah, but that's then gonna be we go to the other game. side of the spectrum here with the teams that you think are going to be going to the other side and saying, hey, they might be making a push in the playoffs. So who do you think are on your list? Because yeah. I know you're really excited to talk about them. Well, I just have a few a few teams, five teams. Uh, I'll, I won't talk about the Canadians because I already talked about them. That I won't. I think you already, have, didn't you already have to change what? your shorts when you're talking about Montreal. Yeah, don't worry. You don't, won't see the bottom half of me in this episode, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> one for, for me, this is a bit biased too, but the Ottawa Senators, uh, I don't think they're going to break out and be some amazing team and go make a cup run this year, but I think they're going to do better than everyone expects them to. Like last year, they finished min- minus 52 goal differential, 15th in the East. They got guys like Dadanoff on the team. They got Galchenyuk. They got Stutzel and Nisimov. They also picked up Matt Murray. Uh, so they got a big, a bunch of good guys, and they're not like they're a bunch of old guys. These guys aren't oh, old at all. Yeah, um, they're in like Exactly. They're in their 20s and they picked up good talent who have been in the league so far. You got Kachuk and Shabbat there still. I think they're going to make, I think they're going to be competitive every night. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, we're playing Ottawa. It's going to be an easy win. I think they're going to play really competitive every night. And like I said, I don't think they're going to make like a deep cup run, but I believe they will play better than everyone expects. This one team, this next team, I believe has the potential to possibly make a deep cup run. And we've kind of seen it in the past few years. That's the New York Islanders. Last year, finishing seventh, uh, they only finished with a minus one goal differential, but they have guys like, they have some good depth guys, if you know what I mean. They don't have a bunch of superstars. They have Matt Barzell, who's been playing great. Brock Nelson, JG Pajot, who's just, yeah. And Pajot, last year, 26 goals, 42 points for him. 26 goals for Pajot. I don't think they expected that much out of him. Uh, they got Anders Lee, Jordan Eberle, Ryan Kulak. And then they also got Corey Schneider to come kind of back up Varmolov. So it's a kind of the same situation with Montreal where they have that guy who can back up their starter and give him some rest. And I think Corey Schneider is some guy who like, he hasn't been good since he left Vancouver. Right. So we want to, I think he's trying to prove to everyone like, Hey, I can still kind of play. Like I, I deserve to be in this league still. I think he kind of has to do that to prove the haters wrong. 
Um, I'll talk about one more team because I know I have, four, I have five, but I want to talk about one more, and that's the Florida Panthers. Florida this year, I mean last year, 10th in the East, so they still made the playoffs, had a plus three goal differential, and their players, their star players, getting Huberto, Barkov, they, they have Huberto, Barkov, Ekblad, but they got Anthony Duclair, who Ottawa surprisingly didn't hold on to. That was a shock to me. I thought they would keep him for sure. And they have Bob, Sergei Bobrovsky. He You're off the case, Bobrovsky. <laughs> he, he, no one expected him. I mean, no one uh, expected him to play as bad as he did last year. They expected more out of him. Only having a 900 on the dot save percentage and a 3.23 goals against average. I think they're expecting way more out of him. I know the, sh- the season was shortened, so they didn't get to play all the games. So he couldn't prove himself completely. Still, I think he should have played better. So I think this is going to be his bounce back year and Florida will make a, a nice little push into the playoffs. Well, I do think that Bobrovsky has got a lot more to play for this year because if you didn't catch the World Junior Championship, the two goalies who happened to be in the final were both Florida yeah. Panther draft picks. So, I mean, exactly. there's two really good guys <laughs> waiting in the reins there if Sergei Bobrovsky likes to poop the bed one more time in Florida. But yeah, I, just exactly. wanna, I just want to keep talking about the Ottawa Senators because I am, like, okay, yeah. at least fan aside, I'm really excited to see the Ottawa Senators play. Not because they have one of the dirtiest logos in the league now and one of the dirtiest jerseys in the league. Okay, but they have, a, like, they have a really good young talent that is ready to play. Like you said, Tim Stutzla, Brady yeah, Kachuk, uh, Jake Sanderson. I don't know if he's going to play this year, yeah. but Jake Sanderson is there now. Logan Brown, Drake Batherson. Yeah, <laughs> they have really good team. They have Brandstrom. Right. They have, oh, uh, yeah, and and who, who's their backup goalie? Uh, oh, my. Philip Gustafson. Gustafson, and like, and he's a good young goalie too. So they've got a young, a bunch of good it may young not be talent this year. But exactly. I'll be, I'm going to be really excited to see this team play without a question. Mm-hmm. But I team that I like to make it a really deep yeah. run in the playoffs is the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, not to yeah. say it's a sleeper pick because they made a pretty good run last year in the bubble. But they have a really, they have a really solid core there with a mix of young and old guys like Giroux, Voracek, uh, Sean Couturier win the Masterson last year. Uh, Travis Sanheim, Travis Konechny. Uh, it's just a really good team all around, and they have a really good young goalie between the pipes and kind of hot. So, like, he could be, <laughs> should be a top five, top three for the Vezina this com- coming season for sure. But with that being said, who do you think? So, we know there's a top, there's really good three guys that you quit MVP, but who is your sleeper pick that probably has a really good shot at winning the heart this year? At winning MVP? Uh, I'm going to go with a guy, uh, he played for the senators. So he's got some good background there and he plays for the Vegas golden Knights now. And that's Mark stone. And I think that's because Vegas is going to be a team that they, well, they have been since they've been in the league, they've been a team that people are afraid of. And I think Mark stone is one of those guys who's really been performing ever since he's got to this team. Uh, last year, he only finished second highest on points behind Max Pacioretty. Uh, I think, I think stone's just a really, really good player. Um, I think this team is going to be good and you always see, well, most like most of the time you see the heart uh, being associated with one of the teams that's really good. Um, but my other sleeper pick, and this is a Canadian guy well, on the Canadian team, the Winnipeg Jets is Connor Hellebuck. And if Connor Hellebuck in the Jets, MVP. Oh, last time you saw it, it was Carey Price, right? But I think it could happen again. Uh, Connor Hellebuck in the Jets, they're good. Young, they're uh, not super young, but they're a good team. Um, He's been a vote getter for the Hart Trophy before. Uh, I think even last year he was he got some votes for the Hart. So I think you should watch out for those two guys. Who are your picks? 
well, just before, I think a lot of people put push this guy under the sheets just because I don't know why. Maybe because we're in the Canadian markets or not. But Alex Petrangelo was on the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, this team is so oh, stacked. Is. It's unbelievable. Like, this team is unbelievably stacked everywhere you look. So Their like, gym's a god. I was going to say, it's it's. I would say it's chip or bust for the Vegas Golden Knights. But sleeper picks for MVP. Honestly. We've already mentioned his name in the show already. He happens to play for the Buffalo Sabres. That's Jack Eichel being MVP. Oh, Eichel. Wow. Put up 70, 80, 90 points before having Taylor Hall. And now he does. So, I mean, he's definitely, honestly, I, I, well, I don't know if you're going to see it this year playing 56 games, but he should be in the top 10 for points yeah. collectively yeah. in the league. So I really like Jack Eichel to win. And I can't believe I'm saying this guy's name as a sleeper pick to an MVP, but he was our, he was the best player for a long time in this league. And that's Sidney Crosby. Yeah. He really should get votes. And he's, he's a really good look at the guy who really has not regressed. And he's been pretty steady on the point, the point margins, points per yeah. game. Because, you know, you see him getting hurt from time to time periodically. But he's never had a season under 70 points. Like in his third, never 33, 15 year career. So, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that Sid the kid's 33 years old. So, we're, we're getting old. Yeah, I, think there's only, there's the some, I was going to say, there's some, there's <laughs> only some little bit more of Sid the kid left in the tank. So, I really like seeing Sidney win his last MVP. I, mean, I wouldn't say his last, but another, another MVP to his already very full trophy case. But the last question yeah, before the title picks is who do you think wins rookie of the year? Okay, rookie of the year. Uh, we already mentioned his name a lot. I think it's going to be Tim Stutzley. Uh, I think he's just going to be breakout for the Senators. He's going to be one of these guys on the Senators that's going to get a lot of points. He's NHL ready. You've already mentioned it. I don't think I have to go that much of that. If you start in the World Juniors, he he carried that German team uh, with uh, Paterka. So him and Paterka are the Buffalo only guys that really carried Buffalo that. man, Dylan Cousins, JJ Paterka. Little sleeper team right there. But yeah, mine's Tim. How about you? Well, do you know who the betting favorite is to win the rookie of the year? I doubt there's definitely no way you're knowing this one because it's obscure name. Because it's not Lafreniere. So it's who not. Is it then? It's the New York Rangers goalie, Igor Shastarkin. Really? Is the, really? Betting, is the betting favorite to win the Calder. But I'm going with his teammate, Alexi Lafreniere. I think I cannot Sick wait pick. to. Please let me. I want to see this line incredibly badly. Is Amika Zibinajad, Atemi Panarin, Alexi Lafreniere first line? Wow, that's not like New York's a good shorts. I'll be right back, but yeah, <laughs> Lafreniere and Panarin. Like Panarin's got 90 points by himself with Zibinajad, and Zibinajad got 40 goals. And 40 Lafreniere, goals. Went, yeah, and Lafreniere, you know, isn't you know, he's, he's a pass first guy, so I mean, I think it's just a match made in heaven to see him play with those two goal scorers. So I think Lafreniere, first overall pick, is going to be winning. The Calder. So the last question before we get hockey underway, who is your Stanley Cup final picks and the winner? Okay. Picks. Oh, baby. Okay. On the West, I'm going with Colorado. And on the East, obviously, I'm going to always pick Montreal. But realistically, I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow. So And I say Colorado winning the Cup. Yes, I will be sticking with the Colorado Avalanche to make it out of the West. And this is not a homer pick. I'm going with the Toronto Maple Leafs to make it out of the East. Because this team is unbelievable. No. (laughs) Tell me how it is. They have a top five odds to win the cup. And obviously I want the Leafs to win the cup. But I will be thinking (laughs) I will be going with the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the 2021 
Stanley Cup. You heard it here. I think first. we all the saw six, that coming. The 51 year, 50, no, 54 year drought is over. 67, no more. They will be winning in 2021. Mark, you know what nine plus 10 is? Do you know what nine plus 10 is? 21. That's right. One, one more thing. I, I think you'll, I wanted to make this comparison with the Ottawa Senators. I forgot to, but I think the Ottawa Senators right now are the Cleveland Browns from last season. I think that's what they're going to be like this year. They're going to be a team. Cleveland Browns are overhyped. I, I think this, I think, not the Steelers, don't talk about the Steelers. I think the Senators will play great this year, not make it into the playoffs next year, make it into the playoffs and shock the world and win a few series or not. I don't think, so. you, I, honestly, I'm not expecting Ottawa to do much in the regular season, but I'm just really excited to see them play. Like, I yeah, don't think there's gonna a lot of players in Ottawa that's saying, oh, we have to win because look at the roster we have. Yeah. So, there's <laughs> a lot of unproven guys on that roster, but I can't wait to see them play. I can't wait for hockey to start because it comes I can't on wait either. Wednesday night, January 13th. Be there, be square, everybody. So until then. Check the website. Check the website. We got some games to watch, too. If you and check our Pure Finesse website, we put some games for the NHL. Mano Imano has begun. We have our winner being the amateur tube guy. So we'll be seeing him go up against a new challenger next week on Mano a Mano. I think we already have the pick, so we cannot wait to see it next Monday. So until next episode, it's Jacob. And Cole.